Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there. Thanks so much for joining me for today's podcast. I just am praying that this podcast today is going to bless you in huge, huge ways because we are talking about something, well, we've never never really talked about this topic before on this show. And that says a lot over almost, what is it, 226 episodes that we have talked a lot about time management and productivity and helping you be the best that you can be in all of the things that God has called you to do, how to create more balance by getting more things done. And today... Today, we're talking about rest. We're talking about Sabbath and how we can bring Sabbath back into our life. And it's my prayer that if you are already observing the Sabbath, if you're already taking a day of rest, that the things that we're talking about today will help to reinforce that behavior for you and might even inspire you to go a little bit deeper or do things a little bit more intentionally as you are taking that time out every single week. But if you're like a lot of us, we really struggle sometimes to take that time to hit the pause button and to stop what we're doing and to take some time out from our busy everyday life. But today we are joined by a special guest and she's going to be walking us through how to take this time. She recently wrote a book called Oasis in Time. Her name is Marilyn Paul. And what I love is that she really breaks down the why and also the how and gives us so much grace in implementing this into our life. But what I love even more, you guys, is Marilyn is a productivity expert. She's an expert in getting things done, and yet she's writing a book about how to stop, about how to rest and take an oasis in time for ourselves and for God. And because of that, I just think that this is going to bless us. It's blessed me, my conversation with her and reading the book myself. It's been absolutely incredible. Now, Marilyn has earned her PhD from Yale University in organizational behavior and an MBA from Cornell. She's taught at the Colby College, the Hebrew University of Jerusalem School of Public Health, Yale School of Medicine, and Mass General Institute for Health Professionals. Now, Marilyn has written a number of books, and she is a sought-out leadership speaker, making the top 100 leadership speakers list for Inc. Magazine in 2018. Now, the one big question that she is working to answer for all of us is, is how do we put down our to-do list and our phone and just live? I hope you enjoy this episode as she answers that question for us today. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Marilyn. Marilyn, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on. And I know this is going to be such a rich conversation that is going to bless so many people. But before we get into our topic at hand today, tell us a little bit more about who you are. Hi, Jenny. I am so glad to be here. I just want to say I love your work. Oh, thank you so much. So I'm, I'm here. We'll talk, I think, mostly about a book I wrote called An Oasis in Time, How a Day of Rest Can Save Your Life. 
but I am deeply interested in what, how can we take action that deeply enhances the quality of our life? And my first book was called, is called, It's Hard to Make a Difference When You Can't Find Your Keys. And I wrote that book because I so badly needed a good book on getting organized. And I got all the books. I am chronically disorganized and realized (laughs) that I needed help. And then there too, I came across the idea of Sabbath or Shabbat about, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago and totally was not interested. I thought, I am really busy. I have God in my life, but I'm too busy for Shabbat, for Sabbath. And it was only because I got very sick and very tired that I opened myself up to the idea that I need rest. And it was around that time I learned that remembering the Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments. And I I really came to believe that if it's one of the Ten Commandments, then I better do it. Yeah. And I so love that we're going to be talking about this today. We were, I was just shared before we started recording. I don't think we've talked about the Sabbath before on the show. You know, typically we're talking about how to get more things done, how to be more efficient with our time, how to be more, do more. And this is just the opposite of that. But I'm realizing even in my own life that sometimes we have to slow down in order to speed up and we have to take that time of rest in order to be the best that we can. One question I I wanted to ask you, Marilyn, as we start to get into this conversation, do you feel like the resistance or or finding it difficult to observe the Sabbath, do you think that that's a modern issue or do you feel like that that's something that has always been an issue for people? I have thought about that a lot. And when I think about Sabbath, we have to think back to the time when more or less received the Ten Commandments and The Hebrews were wandering in the desert. They did not have to-do lists and they didn't have timers or cell phones, but they were commanded to keep a Sabbath. And I think about that a lot because I think about how can we remember what is most important in life? And one of the best ways to do that is to stop doing what we're doing and actually engage in either study of scripture and talking to people and asking each other and ourselves the deepest questions about life. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that I love is that, you know, we're very much on the same page where, where some people will say, say like the Sabbath just is not possible in today's age, but you say it is definitely possible. And I also love that you talk about Sabbath as a way of stopping. You know, whenever I've thought about the Sabbath Sabbath before, I've always thought about rest. And for me, rest is a hard thing to do. You know, like that just seems overwhelming to try to figure out how to rest because things always need to get done. But stopping, for some reason, it feels different to me. Why do you think that that rest and stop, like what's the difference between those two? and, And how do we have those different associations with Sabbath? Oh, I love that question. Well, first of all, the word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which means stop. And I always say to people, it doesn't mean following commandments. It doesn't mean going to church or synagogue and being bored. It means stop. 
And when we just stop, and one of the things I've found with keeping a Sabbath is that you have to stop in the middle. There's no moment where the curtain gets drawn and you step through down a path and there you are in a moment of Sabbath. You have to create it. And stopping to me includes stopping, thinking the thoughts you're thinking and changing gears, shifting gears. It means doing something different. Perhaps creating Sabbath time means putting on nicer clothes or singing a song or lighting a candle, but stopping and noticing that we're largely in a habitual mode. And most of us really want to pursue that feeling of being awake and alive, like really alive to life itself moving through us. And if we're just like getting through our to-do list, and I'm like you, I find resting very hard. And there was something about learning about how to bring Sabbath into my life that really changed things. It's sort of like you're standing in one place and yet you shift gears and the world looks entirely different. I love the way you describe that because it just makes it seem more doable. And, you know, when you were mentioning, we're kind of always wanting to feel alive and, and, and do all of that. I think that's the intention for most people, right? We want to feel good. We want to be making progress. We want to be doing all of the things that we should be doing. But yet when we are continually doing all of those things and we don't stop, we get so tired and so overwhelmed. And kind of like what you were saying in the very beginning, sometimes we're forced to stop. Yes, I was forced to stop against my will. I'm like an action person. Get up early. I love getting up. I love my list. I love checking things off my list. Feel so good. Do my yoga, whatever I'm doing. Go, 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 go. And what I've learned from this is we desperately need to live in rhythm. Go, 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 and then stop. Oh, that's good. And then go, go, go again, and then stop again. Because if you do that, you know you will have stop time. And you know there's an end to your go, go, going. And your body gets familiar with this rhythm. Now, since you've done this for a while, and you said your body gets used to the rhythm, does your mind ever get used to the rhythm? Or do do you really have to struggle to stop? So for a long time, I would, I would sort of bargain with myself because we stop on Friday nights. I have, I'm married with a 15 year old and even he stops. So there's sometimes even now, even after all of this, I will say to myself, ah, I have so much to do. I'll take a break. We're going to sit down. We're going to have our meal. We'll light candles and then I'll go back to work. But what happens is we light candles and we, we sing songs and we make some music and we sit down to a nice meal. And then by that time, um, what was I thinking? Of course, I'm not going back to just send one more email or text another person. I'm not going to do that because my soul knows that when I'm in that mindset, the getting things done mindset, I always just want to do one more thing. But when I stop it, I realize, hey, wait a second. There is something that is so much more important, as important as this 
feels, there's something more important. Mm, that's so good. And I know you're going to share with us here in a little while some tips on how we can yeah. start to do this process for ourselves because it sounds so amazing, but it sounds kind of like, I don't want to use the word impossible because we've already talked about that, but it just seems so like fairy tale ish to be able to, to really take that time and, and to really enjoy it without guilt or anything. But the one thing that I think is really stood out to me as I started to read your book and really started thinking about this, and you've already kind of hit on it. It is a 10th commandment. Like it is something that God is commanding us to do. When you look at the other commandments and it's, we wouldn't ever like be like, well, it says thou shall not murder, but you know, like that's hard to keep. Like we wouldn't think about that with any other commandment. So what makes this one so different? Well, it's so interesting as I started studying this. <laughs> so one of the commandments is honor thy father and thy mother. And of course, we're going to do that. I mean, we slip up here and there, but we, we need to do that. And this one is called remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. So it's really a call in my mind to remember that the Sabbath is holy and God rested on the Sabbath, and we are made in the image of God. So part of this is we have to remember we're holy. We have to remember that. We, it's, it's not a commandment like don't murder. It's a commandment to remember who we really are. And if we are going 100 miles an hour, it's very hard to remember that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's one of the things too, is we think about the almighty God and everything that he can do and he stopped and rested. And yes. so why would we think that we can't, we can't rest and he's got, you know, the whole world that he's holding up. So yeah, that's incredible. I never really thought about it quite yeah, like that before. Think about that. Like God rested. Now, from what we know about God, we know God didn't need to rest, but God mm -hmm. rested as perhaps we could think about it as a gift to us because there were out there six days a week doing and creating and making things and making things happen. And then we have to remember we're powerful and creative like God in many ways. And God rested. God knows something that we need to know. God is teaching us to stop. And listen, we can miss so many important messages about how God is guiding us if we don't deeply listen. Like, I, I know we, we, we're all stopping and listening and paying attention and we've got intuition. But I think there's something about a Sabbath day when you're really bored. Like the moment when I get bored, I'm realizing I'm opening up now because I'm not distracting myself. And then sometimes I can really listen. Mm, that's so great. That's so, so great. So for those that are listening and for myself that have been guilty of not taking a Sabbath, not having a day of rest, how do we get started into this kind of lifestyle? Because it feels like it's very like flip a switch, <laughs> which, you know, all or nothing thinkers like myself, like they can, I can struggle with that a little bit to think how in the world. And even, you know, when I was reading the book, um, which is so great, and I highly recommend everyone get it. But I was even thinking like, what day of the week would work for us to yeah. have a Sabbath? Like, I'm just not even sure how to go about that. So I know you have 
five steps for us, five action things that we can start to do to create our own Sabbath. So how do we begin this process? So one thing I, I think about that a lot. I, I really hope for people that they don't have to go through what I went through, which was getting very sick and working from bed. Like I stopping for me was just an unheard of idea. I was in graduate school. I was working on my dissertation and the idea of a Sabbath, or I call it an oasis in time, because for some people, the calling anything Sabbath is going to evoke difficult thoughts or memories or associations. So first of all, let's think of this as an oasis in time. We're traveling through a desert, and some people actually call our relationship to time a time desert. And think of ourselves as going to a place where there is abundance, richness, fullness. And why do we want that? So the very first thing to do is think about why we want an oasis in time. What, what is in us that has that need? Because this is a very profound Western spiritual teaching that we ignore. I now think at our peril. That's why I call how a day of rest can save your life, saving your life in so many ways, not just reducing your exhaustion, but reminding you of your life energy, that amazing part of us that wants to create, that wants to give, that wants to connect, and we can run out of steam. So the very first thing to do is why, why, why would this be important? And in my book, An Oasis in Time, I give lots of exercises, like how would you figure out if you want this? And then secondly, know that you can start small, that it is not an on-off switch. That for me, my first Shabbat dinner was a Friday night, and I went over very reluctantly. I didn't want to go. I just wanted to work. And a friend of mine kept inviting me and I went to this dinner and I walked into this space, this community where it was very relaxed and singing and candlelighting and conversation. And then I went home and worked. I went home and went back to work. So I now say to people, if you like this idea of an oasis in time, try it out. Try it out. Try an hour this week. And then I'll give you some guidelines. How, what do you do with an hour? So what you do is think about creating spaciousness. So it's not an hour to just grab your phone and watch a Netflix program that you haven't caught up with. It's really an hour to connect. So here are the five guidelines and then we can talk about them a little more. The very Perfect. first thing is begin and end. Name your time. And it could be, in my view for now, it could be a Saturday or a Sunday. And you could start with the first hour of the day where you decide, this is my oasis in time. Or it could be in a late afternoon where you just sort of retreat. Or if you've got kids in school and you work from home, Maybe when they're at school, you determine an hour or two and you begin it, 
You name your start time and your end time. And I can say a few more things about this, but I want to lay out all five. Okay, perfect. Secondly, plan for that time. Make a little plan. If you love crocheting, get your yarn and get your instructions and get your hook. Or if you've decided that you're just going to sit in your garden and do nothing, but make a plan. Because if we don't make a plan, what we will do is get caught in what I call the just one more thing syndrome, which is even though you've named your beginning and ending without a plan, you'll say, I'll just do one more email. Actually, you know what I'm going to, I'll just tidy up the kitchen, then I'll do it. Or I'll do some laundry, or I'll just get started on something. Oh, I haven't gotten to this. And then your oasis time disappears. So you begin and end and you plan and you protect the time. The third one is disconnect to connect. Put down your phone. I know it seems impossible, but just experiment with that. If you've got kids, then all right, let them text you if they need to. But this is a time to really not turn to screens. Disconnect to connect with ourselves, to connect when we're with people, really connect with them and connect with God or higher power, whatever we call that source of life, really consciously say, here I am, Lord, in service. Then the next one is slow down to savor. Slow down our movements, slow down our speaking, slow down our eating, slow down to savor. And then the final one is let go of achieving. Don't even turn this into an achievement. Like I had Oasis time, check. We're, we're, <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> we're, we're just going to be. There's no accomplishment here. That's And so I say let go of, of achieving to rest, reflect, and play. So those are the five gateways, and I say a lot about those in the book, and I can amplify any of them, but the idea here is because we have so much going on that we often have forgotten. This is a skill of turning our hearts and souls and spirit to the astonishing magnificence of the world around us the people and animals around us and ourselves. We are astonishing. I love that these steps are so practical. Now, I do want to ask you some questions. So let's go back to the first one there with beginning and end and kind of claiming what that time is yeah. and to name it. One thing that you said that I thought was interesting was having time for yourself when your kids are not there. Because whenever I think about having Sabbath or uh, putting this into our life, it's as a family unit doing it. But when you said doing it by yourself, that just made it seem very appealing <laughs> to, to have that time, that quiet time to yourself. Because especially as a working mom, you know, when you're at work, you're at work. And then when you're at home, you're trying to be present and you're trying to keep the house clean and keep everyone alive. And 
you know, to have some time that's just to yourself to reconnect with yourself and to reconnect with God seems pretty amazing. So, and I never really thought about that before as Sabbath. I mean, as you're saying it, it makes sense that that could be a Sabbath. But, you know, it's the other thing too is is saying just an hour or a couple hours. It doesn't have to be an entire day. Right. I just just for starters. I mean, we I think of I and I love what you said. Sabbath is family time. And here we we think of Sabbath as family time, but there's also the skill that you can practice on your own. <laughs> for some reason it takes practice to let go of trying to get stuff done, let go of that feeling of pushing yourself and really sensing what's present. It's a very different mode. Then we can bring that back to our families and celebrate them. I love this. So talk to me about different activities that you could do during Sabbath, because, you know, I think about Sabbath and again, I'm struck with that thought of rest and doing nothing. And the thought of just sitting in my house doing nothing does not sound awesome (laughs) by any means. But then when you said play, I was like, oh, so what kind of things can you do during Sabbath without feeling like you're breaking Sabbath? All of this, this is so good. Um, I think that the core of it is to touch back into that life force within us and be guided. So there's a little bit of a tricky thing here because if we're really stepping away from our go go for it frame of mind we want to step into a frame of mind that is in a state of awe i think i think we're invited to be in a state of reverence because part of the commandment is remember the sabbath and keep it holy and so how do we do that to me it's an exploration It's a remembering, first of all, what is it like to be in awe? How do we regain that state of mind? How do we remember to look at the sky and be amazed or a tree or a child and be amazed? So some of this to me is an exploration that one can undertake with the guidance of a pastor or minister. It could be, I actually recently gave a workshop for a a group in the Bay Area that is really working to do social action, but with a group of ministers who are really on the edge of exhaustion. Mm. So sometimes I think when people start, the first thing really is to stop and rest and figure out, is it a hammock? Is it a slow walk? Is it drinking a cup of tea? Is it pulling out scripture and singing a line or telling a story? And that's a journey. That was a long-winded answer. I think it's a journey. (laughs) I love that though. That's a journey. It's a journey. Well, I love that. Well, Marilyn, I love that these tips are so timely as, you know, it's, it is kind of newer into the new year. And I think we're so focused on go, go, go towards our goals. But this is just a different perspective of being able to stop and shift gears, like you said, and 
really kind of slow down in order to be able to speed up and finding that rhythm. I think that that was my biggest takeaway from our conversation was just to be able to have that rhythm of go and stop and go and stop and getting my mind and my body into that rhythm so that I really can be honoring the commandments of the Lord. So thank you so much for sharing this. Now, before we let you go, is there any last thing that you feel like as working moms out there that would be maybe a piece of advice on getting started in the Sabbath or keeping the Sabbath that maybe we haven't yet touched on? I would say because many of us working moms of faith are, I think many of us are overwhelmed. And what I notice is we often, people I talk to and I myself feel behind and what Sabbath does is reset that feeling. You, nobody is behind. We are where we are. And as we enter Sabbath, we get the gift of being connected to the glory of creation. And we are where we are. So as moms, let's encourage ourselves. Cause often I tell people, I have this idea. I tell people, take a day off a week. And they say, oh, I could never do that. I need eight days a week, not six days a week. And then I tell them I have a magic formula and it is seven minus one equals eight. Ah. And, and that's because when we're restored to ourselves, we were powerhouses and, and Taking action has a, has a rhythm. We go, go, go. We hit a peak. We start to wind down. We wrap things up and then we stop. And then we've named our end time of our oasis time. And then we go again and adding that rhythm, just as you were talking about, adding that rhythm really transforms our lives. Just when people are stopping, often the first thing they feel is exhausted. Mm. And we often don't feel how tired we are. So we keep going. And then when we stop, we go, oh, my God, I am so tired. I better keep going rather than I'm so tired. I think I need to stop. Yes. That whole issue of running on empty or Keeping going when we're tired is serious. Yeah, yeah, it's chronic. And I see it all the time in my community. I see it within myself. So when your topic came up into my email box, I was like, yes, without hesitation, we need to talk about that. Because it's one of those things you know in your head, like you need to rest and you need to take care of yourself so you can continue to give. But yeah, man, it's hard to do. So it's really easy to sort of, let's say, flop on the couch and scroll down Facebook or whatever we're into. But that's not rest. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we feel like that's like, it's, I need rest. So I'm going to go watch a movie or. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I love watching movies. There are amazing movies out there that there's a beautiful movie we just saw called Harriet, which is about Harriet Tubman and her relationship with God is a big part of it. Oh. And it's beautiful. Really a must, must see movie because she. She is really in conversation with God. And so movies, we've got to see movies. They're, they're important, but we can, I think the distinction I make now is, are we on automatic 
when we're choosing to just sort of flop down and watch something on a screen? Are we being choiceful? Are we watching this with people where we're deepening our understanding of life? What are we doing here? Mm, Yeah, that's good. That's amazing. Well, I cannot wait to apply everything that we talked about into my life. And I just thank you so much for coming and sharing today. It was such a gift to have you. Now, where can people learn more about you and where can they get the book? The best place to learn more about me is on my website. So if you type in Marilyn Paul, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N, Paul, P-A-U-L, they will find my website. My book is on Amazon and it's just chock full of great stories and little exercises and excerpts from scripture and the history of the Sabbath. I I really tried to put in everything I could. I love books like that. And I cannot wait to finish reading your book because it's already been so good and life-changing to me already. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing. And we just pray that God would continue to guide you and inspire you and to speak out so that others can be having their life change through everything that you're doing. Thank you so much, Marilyn. It's been a joy to have you on. It's wonderful to be on. Thank you for all the amazing work that you are doing to help people bring balance into their lives. Oh, thank you so much. It's wonderful. Well, there you go. I hope that this interview with Marilyn has really encouraged you to take another look at the way that you are observing Sabbath in your life, the way that you are stopping. If you're like me and have an issue with the word rest, or that's just a struggle for you, you want to rest, but it's just so hard, then maybe the word stop, taking that action word is something that will be more impactful for you. I know that has been really transformational for me. And just thinking, how can I just stop even just for a couple hours to start with? I think that's the thing I loved most about Marilyn's message for us today is it really is about giving us grace in this process as we find our way of resting and reconnecting with the Lord. I hope you hit subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. We have a lot of really great interviews coming for you in our coming series, our coming episodes, but more on that later. Until then, keep building a life that rocks. Goodbye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.